Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Mark Boris Podcast. Uh, good morning. It's uh, pissing down here in Sydney. Uh, expecting lots of rain today, I guess. Um, but I was, what I was thinking about the concept of efficiency and I've got one, two, three, four, five small business startups, whatever you want to call them. Some are out of our workspace, some um, others aren't. And one of the things about efficiency I was thinking about this morning when I parked my car a million miles away from the studio here in the cross is um is it going to be quicker for me to run in the rain or is it and I'm oh, sorry is it going to be more efficient for me to run in the rain or to walk in the rain in terms of the amount of water I'm going to get on myself um and uh, and and actually you know, I started thinking about it and I the conclusion I drew and I don't know what anyone else here thinks I don't know if there's any mathematicians in the room or uh, experts in physics but I guess it's only going to be more efficient for me to run in the rain if uh, I can outrun the speed at which the rain drops because there's a constant raindrop process. So whether you run or walk, you're probably going to get the same amount of water on you. Uh, the only efficiency then to be gained is that I actually get in the studio quicker if I run as opposed to walking. Because uh, And also rain comes in at you from the side. So I, I was thinking about when you just do a snowplow, it doesn't matter how fast the snowplow gets, it still uh, touches the same amount of snow irrespective. So I guess I get the same amount of rain on me if I run or walk. And uh, these sorts of questions are the sorts of questions that all startups, all new business owners, everybody, business owners of old businesses, have got to be thinking about efficiency, 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 efficiencies in cost, efficiencies in logistics, and efficiencies in product, and meeting market efficiencies. And I guess one of the things I want to talk to you all about today is one of the things I'm going to ask each one of you, and in your case, you two guys, Rowan Pretty, uh, you know, your business, because you're in it together. What sort of efficiencies are you always thinking about, particularly in our workspace? But I'm going to start off by talking to Daniel, Daniel Borg. Now, I have to uh, uh, first disclose that uh, Daniel I've never met before, but he's uh, hit me up a few times on the email. But uh, he's been, uh, he is uh, associated uh, with this, the Mark Borg show as a result of uh, his older sister? Uh, younger. Younger. Yeah, yeah. Renee, who... Uh, Fed my children for many years, <laughs> and uh, she was our cook for many, many years uh, up there at the old Aster where we used to have a great time. And uh, and uh, she's also a makeup artist. I think she did makeup for me on uh, one of the series of the TV shows. Uh, she worked for yep. Helen uh, for a while. Great she's, chick. Yeah, she's now working with Ministry of Food with Jamie Oliver's. Well, she was always a bloody yeah. good cook, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and uh, and and I don't think it like a train cook. Like just went out and <laughs> no, did it. She's one right. of those people who just. Hey, I've got to do that. I'll go and do it. No yep. problem. Yep. What do you want me to do, Mark? You want to cook for 20 people? No yep. problem. Uh, which is a bloody good attitude. And uh, yeah. 
I want, I'm trying to work out now, Daniel, is that attitude uh, with, sits within your whole family? Yes, it does, definitely. My mother and father are definitely like really hands-on people, practical people. And, um, yeah, we've been brought up that way. Like, there's no problem, there's only solution, and we just have to work it out. Is that like a Maltese immigrant thing because you're a Maltese yep, family? Yep, yeah, definitely. I'd yeah. say so, yeah. You can just get your hands dirty, do whatever it takes. Yep, yep, exactly. So like, what are you doing? I mean, uh, by the way, she yeah. said, tell me, you're, you're a mad surfer, weren't you? One no, you? my brother-in-law is. He's a oh, pro surfer. He's your sister's state, husband. Sister's right? husband, right, yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, so we're a, we're a family of um, pushers and sh- or movers and shakers, I guess. We're trying to make things happen. And So what are you doing, Daniel? Tell yeah, so my, my company's called Cyborg. Yep. Yeah, sorry, P-S-Y-B-O-R-G, so it's part mind, part machine is my slogan. Yep. And I've been running the business for 10 years now. It's been incorporated for seven. And I've, it's a graphic design studio, and I help businesses grow through, um, through branding, through communication, um, and through efficiency. So I've got an engineering background as well as a design background. So I'm trying to apply some lean methodologies and some efficiencies, which is what you want to talk about today. So I'd love to be able to talk more about that. Um, in a design scenario, and I'm starting to find I'm helping businesses do that as well, like because of the digital landscape, how the world's changed, how everything's connected, there's new cloud solutions. You better explain yeah. what to everyone is yeah. what lean means. Yes, okay, so... Now that's a G that's a G term, geometric yes. term, which sort of come back comes from the Jack Welsh days, and yep. Jack Welsh, of course, is the guy who came up with Six Sigma and all those Six other Sigma, concepts. Yep. About efficiencies and uh, how to run costs and how to be... Just effectively about efficiencies. So, I've got an industrial engineering background, which is the study of all of those type of processes. It's from the Industrial Revolution days when Ford and Holden, or GE, sorry, took over and started to work out how to optimise their processes. Um, and even Toyota now, like, they've taken it over. And um, basically, I went to, I did a diploma where I've learnt all of these techniques in quality assurance, quality control, um, and optimising process, basically. So time and motion study, you've yep. talked about that before when you went to Coles and Woolies, actually. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking when you were talking about walking in the rain there. That's a time and motion study, yeah. You should do a time motion study. Yep. And, like, have you heard of MODAPS, which is a pretty cool thing? Yeah. It's like um, when you move your fingers, that's like one MODAP, and then when you move your hand, it's two and then three, and it's a way to measure the movement of a body, and you can do calculations based on that and use it in logarithms to work out how long something takes. So there's wow. this really yeah, technical way of working out human M-O-D-E. processes. M-O-D-A-P-T-S. M-O-D-A-P-T-S. It stands for, yeah, mode apps. Right. Um, it's a really old technology, like from the 50s or something but like that. Is it, is it an app or is it a... No, no, it, no, no, this is an old technology from the 50s. Apps. Yeah, it's okay. like an industrial engineering, like a sort of engineering technique. Right. I, mean, I learned this at TAFE. I've never really used it, but that's something you could use if you want to do your time and motion study through the rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, well, I'm going to actually try and make, build a formula today for it, and maybe next week I'll talk about it. But I think there's a formula. I'm sure there's a formula like the speed of rain plus yeah. something multiplied by yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'll, I'll, I'll fuck around with it today. But okay, yeah, yeah. Get, so, tell me what you're doing. Yeah. Come, on, okay, cyborg, cool. come on, give me yeah, a cyborg. cyborg. So basically I, I call myself part mind, part machine. So I'm utilising technology and I'm using thinking and, and design and creativity to help businesses come together and, and be creative in their own business. And I'm talking small business, which, you know, most of Australia is. And so I've been doing it for 10 years and I've been really profitable in helping a lot of businesses at once. Like by so is it electronic? My, no, it's, it's creative. Basically. No, do I go to your website? How do I get to you? Yeah, I've got a website, yeah. I've got a website. I've got video. I've got YouTube videos. I've got, I'm on social. So I go to your uh, website. What happens? Then? What, I go to Cyborg? Uh, yeah, you'll see my video, which is an introduction of me and, and what I do. Um, you'll see examples of my work, examples of me working. Um, How can you help me, though? Okay, so basically 
I like to start with brand workshops. That's where I usually start. And um, that's where I try and determine your uh, brand's personality, where you want to position yourself in the market, who your client avatar is. So that's like the ideal client, basically. I really like to get to know you and form a really good relationship and sort of ask a lot of different questions. And then I um, come back to you and start pre- like showing you concepts of how we can take your brand forward and, you know, using digital media. It could be using printed media. It doesn't matter. It's just visual communication to get your um, brand in the world. But when I talk about lean methodologies, that's more about how I've ran, run my business and how I've been really efficient and been able to stay small and have a pretty good profit margin, a pretty good lifestyle based on that. So I, I feel like I, I'm in this stage of my business now. I want to start educating other people on how they can do that in their business. So, so yeah. when you say lifestyle, do yep. you mean that you're able to work from home yep. or some, from some other place where you don't have huge overheads and it's not yep. like a full-on pain in the ass? Sort of with twenty five people working there, is it? Yeah, that's right. Definitely, yeah. I've got. Um, that's by choice. You've chosen. By choice, yeah. yeah. And it's in Caves Beach, which is a little beachside suburb up in south of Newcastle, and awesome area. I've got, I know yeah, it. I've got clients all around Australia. I've got some overseas, and I'm able to do it from there. And um, I've got a junior designer working for me, and an administration assistant work for me, and they come in. I've got like a separate studio to the house, and it's quite a big studio. It's not like just a little you know, nook and cranny, sort of what you can imagine. Is it like this size of this yes. studio? Oh, no, it's like two double garages in terms of size. Wow. Like, yeah, it's really big. It's Do you council approval? <laughs> just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, just, just a joke. No, no, no. So, no. It's all on my website. You can see it on there. Yeah, no, no, I'm just kidding around. <laughs> yeah. But like, uh, so, so, so yeah. Cyborg, P-Y-S... P-S-Y, like Sorry, P-S-Y, Borg, B-O-R-G, dot com, dot au. yeah. This is a place where small business owners go to in order to, whereby you can help them with their brand, but also... You help them actually identify what their brand stands for, or more yes. importantly, what the market wants from their brand. Exactly. Yeah. So yep. you work backwards as yes. opposed because a lot of people actually, yeah, yeah a lot of people say, "Oh, this is going to be my brand, yeah. and this is going to be my logo, and this yeah. is what my colours are, and this is my mission statement." No. And and that's because that's theirs. It's got yeah. nothing to do with the marketplace. You got to think about who your client is, what they want, and you're trying to satisfy their needs, and you you you're just always putting your your head in their mind rather than your own mind, like. You can't be selfish about it. You've got to just totally get out of your own head. And how many? How often do you find clients uh, actually think that they're going to um, prescribe what the market wants, as opposed to looking at what the market prescribes and and actually uh, dispensing what the market wants? Yeah, it's probably like 40, 60, 40 percent that way. But I try and um, I always like to do what they want to do, and then I show them what I can do, and I sort of create a bit of a banter where we can work out what the best scenario is. You're slowly is. So nudging them exactly, around yeah. to the marketplace. Exactly, yeah, because, you know, I've got to manage a relationship with my clients. Yeah. I can't just sort of be forthright. So I like to sort of hold their hand and lead them and help them, and, and it's worked out well. Like, I've got about 400 clients, and I've done about 1,700 projects over 10 years, and, you know, it's – a lot of them are return clients, so that's where I, I keep keep surviving, and it's just going awesome by doing that, yeah. Yeah. Mate, yeah. Your, your seven minutes is up. Yeah, no, thank you. But, but thank you. Now, if you want to chime in anyway, any time during this, yeah. please, oh, same applies as all of you. Don't be shy, okay? Especially you down there. You look very shy down there. Uh, <laughs> oh, that or you're bored. No, no, no. <laughs> it's okay if you're either one. Um, uh, but just chime in. And uh, So I'm going to go to uh, Ro, which stands for? Raheith. Ray. Raheith. 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 Yeah. Okay. And uh, what, what nationality is that? Uh, Indian. Okay, you're an Indian. Yeah. Born here or from India? Born here, born, born here, yeah. Perfect. Yeah, pretty. pretty. Uh, Indian twins. also, yeah. Yeah, we're twins, so. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. twins? Yeah. Yeah, you brothers. 
No, I can't tell. One's got glasses, one hasn't got glasses. Yeah. How's that work? Oh, he's wearing contacts right now. Ah, contact you're cheating. Around. Okay. I got the other day. Okay. <laughs> you've got sort of similar hair, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So uh, you're in our workpla- workspace? Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. been there for about three months now. Now, what are you guys doing? Yeah, so... Who's the talker out of you two? Oh, he, he likes to talk more. Me, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm kind of taking that. But generally, we're in the kind of business of family. We're, it's an automotive uh, enthusiast platform, which is basically community. So what uh, the platform's called is Autonado, which stands for Automotive Aficionado. And so uh, we kind of twisted and turned over the first probably year of de- designing the business. We first went bit social. Pivoting? Yes, pivoting, pivoting, yeah. Yes. And we started social and then we we went to more event management platform because that's where we found the biggest problem for the actual community. And so it's an Tell event. Me the problem. The problem is a lot of them want to actually get out and get together. And Them being who? The automotive enthusiasts. Which so, are, give me a description of them. Which are guys who love cars. They're also dealerships who, um, they, they run their own events. you got private groups for specific dealerships or car models that have um, groups. And these groups okay, range from... Okay, so that's your from, market, They're your people in your market. Yeah. Give me, give me the problem again. The problem is they want to get together outside of online. Well, they can't get together? I mean, there's nothing wrong wanting to get together. No, they can, but the, the process that they have at the moment isn't efficient for them. They right. They either say you got, like today's weather, it's pretty crap, you... Yeah. It's either high-end guys use email. You've got other groups who maybe have a thousand, two thousand members who all just use Facebook. And for most of them, they might get to the event before someone's actually said, "No, sorry, where we're going has cancelled the event right. because of the rain." Right. And so, with our platform, they're able to keep track of how many members are going, how many like the. It's all touch of the button. You can keep track of different groups. So, say you've got a Mercedes AMG and you've got a Porsche 911, you can have two different groups. And what our platform is actually unique is is that it incorporates contributors. So we've got food vans, mechanics, uh, photographers, um, lay down the track record, highway patrol, so they know, you know, what's going on as well. Okay, let me just okay, let me give you a practical example. So I got a defender at my farm, and there is this is weird, but I didn't realise. But there's like a defender community. People mm-hmm. love the defenders. Yeah, the Range Rover community. Yeah, old, old school. Yeah. And, you know, because the only reason I know is because sometimes I drive around people, you know, and another defender give me the thumbs up. And I go, <laughs> it happens, yeah, dude. every year. Anyway, so that's cool. Um, I, so let's say I'm an enthusiast, mm-hmm. aficionado, um, and I decide that I want to, would like to be part of the defender community mm-hmm. and or four-wheel drive community. What happens? So you will, on our app, you can literally just so search. So it's app? It's, it is an app, yep. yep. And then it'll have a web app as well. So it yep. runs on Safari or whatever your phone. Yep. Um, so you can search the group and they can add, you request to join their group and then they will accept you based on what cards you have. So on our platform during onboarding, it will say, like, what cards do you have? What cards have you previously have? What cards do you want to have? And that, that way, dealerships as well can say, okay, you've got a, an Audi and we know what model you have, and now we can either invite you to the new model, or we can try and upsell you on the new the the, the model above you. So right. dealerships can use that, but as well as for you to then say, how easy is it to find a group? It's easy; you just put it straight through. And using on like what information you have on your profile, they can actually accept you. And what do you do about spamming? I mean, look, obviously, let's say I go on there, I'm thinking, and then all of a sudden, the ne- the defender dealership. They don't make them anymore, but the defender dealership says, "Hey, Mark, you know, I saw you. I mean, I just want to know if you want to upgrade or something like that. I mean, let's say, and I don't want that. I'm not looking for any commercial relationship. 
How's the spamming? I mean, what, do, you, do you get me to agree to be contacted or how's it all work? Yeah, so you can actually re- request it. Um, like you can request to join groups, right, but they can't necessarily message you straight away depending on if you're in the, the that group, the guys who are going to be sending you that stuff would have to be official dealerships. Right. And in that sense, you, you there's settings where you can choose it to be old, like exclusive, like just private, where no yep. one messages you. Yep. Or you can have it a bit public and you want people to send you invites. Because okay, cool. we know a lot of guys who they want to be invited to that kind of stuff. Yeah, and then yeah, others yeah. are like, look, I, don't, like I bought it. I want to go for a nice drive with some friends, but I don't want to be, you know, kind of contacted by dealerships. How do you make good out of it? How he makes money? How do you make money? What's your business model? So the first is contributors. So you've got all these other, you know, food vans and and mechanics and um, uh, uh, vinyl companies and photographers. Those contributors will pay us. Right. So, so that's, they, they pay a fee to be a member. There will or be a subscription. Yeah, there'll be a subscription, but the first three months are free for them to first trial it. Yep. And then you've got event venues. So you've got guys who say a go karting track. Can, can run a small event there or, or the car museum up in Gosford. So those kind of guys can, can run their own Because they're looking for access to demand. E- exactly, yeah. They can say Tuesday at 6 o'clock is quiet. Why don't we say there's the BRZ club of 1,000 members. We should say, hey, look, we've got 50 spots available. Tuesday at 6 o'clock, do you guys, are you guys interested? And that, that's where they can actually go and contact groups. And we also had the issue of, say, um, you've got contributors. Can contributors um, request to go to certain events? Well, what it is is there's a rating system for contributors. So at the end of the event, they'll know, are these guys good quality? So users and event coordinators themselves will actually rate the, um, the contributors. So if the food van rocks up and, you know, you got 50 people sick, next time he goes up, if I was to run an event, it's all categories, food or public uh, portaloos, like that, that kind of stuff where you can actually see a rating system of who's in the area yep. and who's got a high rating. Okay, got it, I got it, I got it. So you build a marketplace for these enthusiasts and yeah. also the supply chain that gets into the enthusiasts yeah. and also the demand side of the chain. Yeah. So, the, and great, no, that's what that's what a lot of disruptors are doing these days. Any competitors in the marketplace? Oh, who was uh, first born out of you two? Yeah, he, okay, he I'm going to second born. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, like there, there are uh, like the few competitors in the sense of like the biggest one is uh, like Car Throttle, and they're more of like Car a, Throttle. Yeah, they're a digital agency, and so they started off as like a magazine, and they've gone to sort of uh, they've 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 tried to build the automotive Facebook, and the problem with that is that their main goal is to get people to continuously post content and share content, and that sort of style of. Um, like digital digital marketing of like just content, we were like that's what we sort of thought about in the first stages, and then after about six seven months, we were like, wait, why is the mass market of like you know mechanics and like all your body shops and stuff not joining a network like this? And um, it was because like your mechanics don't want to go home after a long day and then write up a blog or something like that, and then have they're to not on Facebook either. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, like for, uh, like the way our platform works is to basically get the mechanics to do exactly what they're used to doing, which is just working and um, <clears throat> we're designed to actually let them build a relationship with the – like an authentic relationship with customers. Right, okay. So I, 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 um, I get your business model. Do like do enthusiasts have to pay? That's free? No, it's free. It's free, it's free, free for general users. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and what's your marketplace? I mean, what's your potential? I mean, is this something you can t- you probably can take this anywhere? I guess. Um, yeah, we we want to make it like global, so it actually it's, is it's like a global. Scalable. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's one of those platforms where once you've so we're going we're doing it on a small group to validate and test it and make sure you know it's easily scalable and that at that point we can just open it up to the market. Okay. So who's been funding this? Uh, bootstrapped Us. at the moment. Yeah. We ha- we have been contacted by a few guys who are kind of 
got vested interest in automotive or because yep. what we're doing is once we build that loyalty, we can then go to e-commerce. And once we open e-commerce, we've got that brand loyalty that say for anyone who's selling aftermarket products, like you guys said in episode 2021 or something with um, uh, people are trusted to news agents, right? Mm-hmm. So we're building the relationship with mechanics. So if you want to buy parts, you can literally get sent straight to your local mechanic, drive the car and the parts already there. So that's kind of where we're, where we're moving towards later at the stage. So but like, like, like say, so like I'm actually, one, I, I, for example, on the Defender, I, the real example is I actually want to get a pair of the, a set of the roof racks that uh, you know, so the Defender put all the luggage on. I don't have any luggage to put on. I just want to have them because it looks cool. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, I wouldn't know where the fuck to get it from. Exactly. Um, yeah. What I'd love to be able to do is go on your website or on, go on your app and uh, just put up a request. Where do I buy this from? Yeah, I'm not care second hand or that happens. Brand new. That happens. Or like so, like you know, different groups, especially BRZ 86s. They've got like 3,000 members. What? The 86 Club, the Toyota 86s, which okay. is a massive kind of cult oh, car okay. at the moment. Okay. Um, you've got like 3,000 members, and each day people just post, "Hey, I want to get a new set of rims, or what's really good, or I want to get um, this turbocharger." You can go, and people go, "Use this mechanic. That's where I've used." Oh, cool. And so they're actually recommending it. And what the problem is is, it's actually when they want to get together. Um, because the communication's there, which is why we didn't go social. The communication's there. It's easy for people to access. But getting together is the hard part. Yeah, and yeah. so we already know they're all communicating again together. We're just making it a lot easier. And we're making the process for guys who run events and who want to attend events a lot more efficient, a lot more easier. Okay. As well as actually connecting to the mechanics and actually building that relationship between them and like certain groups or clubs, making it like if you join a Defender Club and you want a roof rack, there's a certain mechanic that'll go, hey, I'll do it, to you. Do it for you on Thursday. This is how much it is. Right, in. so it's like bid offer. Yeah. Okay, cool. How long have we got? Oh, about nine minutes. Oh, we're up to nine. Okay, you guys are done. Yes. That sounds cool. <laughs> it's cool. I like it. Yeah. It's quite unusual. Um, who would ever thought there's a, a car and a car enthusiast environment that actually could create a market? What's it called again? Autonado. Better spell it out, guys. A U T O N A D O. Autonado. Yeah. Okay. Straight down the line. Right, tell me your name, your business, what you're doing. Hi, my name's Alison Whitechalk. I'm the CEO of Quip, which is a company I've been running for six years. We- Q-U-I-P? Q-U-I-I-P. Weird. Just to trip you up there, <laughs> two eyes. Um, and we are an online community and social media management company, so it's quite nice to follow on from these guys because I've been working with online communities for a decade, so it's a space that I really know. So we help brands build online communities and we also help them with their social media. So we operate 24-7, so we work with a lot of large brands. Like a brand business, a brand enhancement business is, is no? Well, that managing their social media. So, you know, most large organisations have an in-house community manager and if they're lucky, they get to go home at some point in the day and that's usually when we take over because social media, it's constant. So, so like we are big road, for example, um, we have obviously, you know, all the social stuff going on. Um, and we have someone internally dedicated to doing it, but you're saying we can outsource that to someone like yourselves. Yes. And, and is it is the outsourcing mean that uh, I get it done, it allows me to get it done after hours, or does it mean I get it done cheaper or, or better or more efficient? How, how, what's the outcome? It's not cheaper if you work with us, I'm afraid to tell you, because we sort of, uh, you know, really positioned ourselves at that premium end of the spectrum. So we work with guys like Big W and Coke and energy providers and seek and realestate.com.au. So they come to us because they want to be able to sort of give us the keys to the Okay, so what is it? it, Why do they go to you then if it's not cheaper? What's the purpose? Is it because after hours 24-7, constant, consistent? What is it? Yeah, so the two sort of 
key parts of the 24-7, so knowing that we can do nights and weekends for them. So a lot of large organisations, if they're ASX listed, they have to monitor their brand for anything that might affect their share price. So they're actually supposed to be checking all the time and listening yep. not only to their own social media presences, but anything on the internet that's being said about them. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. we can do monitoring, but as community managers, we can jump in and actually correct information if we need to or escalate it to to the company. To legal. So yeah, it's the, yep, yeah. to legal, yep. So it's so 24-7 and then also like the team offering. So there's lots of people doing social media just as freelancers, but like I said, we've got 25 people so we can put a whole team. So you're like an online call centre, 24 hours, seven monitor, uh, you know, just checking, checking, checking. And, and as you said, someone gives you the key. So obviously you get access to their accounts. Um, and they give you the principles by which by you must monitor and or manage their account, their brand. Yes, and with a lot of them, we would help them set up the governance. So we would do the risk frameworks and we could work out what would we escalate, what could we respond to ourselves and so forth. So we would sort of help them with that whole stakeholder process of building all the governance docs around how they're going to manage social media or how they're going to manage their online community. Um, so yeah, I'll give you an example. Can I ask you a question? So i got some bloke, I don't know, I don't know him, um, and he keeps coming on Twitter and leaving uh, yesterday, I think it was, he had a crack at me about me doing, you know, somebody from some fintech has talked to him and that I'm doing something shifty or something like that. I don't even know what he's talking about. Uh, any fintech I know is a fintech we have internally, um, which is ours, So, and I run it, so it can't be me. I didn't get it myself. Um, who, who's, uh, and he's alleging some sort of conspiracy, um, and, he's got, and he wrote hashtag ACCC, which is... So, I mean, obviously someone in our office saw it, they sent it to me, then I just said, take it illegal straight away, um, close him down. Um, is that the sort of thing you guys, is it, more, um, is it more about crisis management or is it also about uh, building the brand? Well, it's both. Kmart, so we it say it's it's um you know managing risks and building engagement. So it's sort of the two sides of the piece. But that, yeah, that's something that we could look at. We would be completely familiar with this guy. Like we would look at him, do some research. On I was going to say, do you check him out? Yeah, and yeah, then we yeah. would make a recommendation as to whether or not we thought the brand needed to. Can I ask you this? Do you when it. you check him out, Alison? Do you go to the extent of actually finding out uh, of go right down the track and find which device he's uh, uh, and which IP address he's using and all that sort of stuff? Oh, I mean, we would look at that and see, especially if there was was like multiple users that we're having problems with would see actually this is the same person, that yeah. sort of thing. So, And then you go to Twitter and request to have him locked out or? Um, sometimes if it sort of gets to that stage. so Nasty or, yeah. or just sort of ordinary. Yeah, so so it's definitely something we're, we're familiar with. We sort of talk about digital body language and how we're really good at reading people online because our team have been working with people online for, for so long. So... Yeah, and we've we've built a lot of um, expertise in certain areas. So we do a lot of stuff with mental health organisations. So we work with Reach Out, the Suicide Prevention Org, for a number of years. We work with SANE. We work with Beyond Blue. So we're working. Um, we also worked with the federal government. For you four you mean years. You, sorry? You mean their their, their businesses you um, look look after, or their businesses you uh, um, get advice from, or sort of get information and data from in order to be able to do run your business? Um, so they're all clients of clients, ours. Clients, right? Um, and so we've worked either in their forums. So some of those brands have, um, so Reach Out has a model where it's 
a peer-to-peer support so young people can go online and talk to other young people but where they're sort of helping them deal with anything that might get escalated. Um, obviously, kids in that environment are talking about a lot of really high-risk stuff, whether mm. it's suicide or self-harm or eating disorders or problems at school, so a lot of really high-risk sort of content. So, um, yeah, there's sort of certain areas that we've built up a lot of expertise in. Um, How'd you get into it? Um, oh, I've been Background. Working. Uh, I started off in journalism and then I moved it. I thought, that's it, magazines are dead back in 2003. I probably jumped the gun on They're that. They're coming back. <laughs> so I left. I ended up working on Big Brothers <laughs> forums and working on their website one season, which was hilarious and very interesting. And then I moved on to Fairfax Digital where I worked on Essential Baby, which is one of the largest online communities in Australia. So they have a quarter of a million members. Um, and I worked there for a few years. And then I was pregnant with my second child and went, that's it, I'm getting out of here, and started Quip, and here I am six years later. Yeah, so. What's the significance of Quip? Oh, I really need a better story, Mark, but I don't have one. It's so okay. hard to find a, a name that actually exists that you can register. Well, it's an easy name to remember. Find the URL, yeah. So it just sort of came to me, and I think it works with online and retorts and that sort of you know notion, but not a great story. And, and you're the owner of it? I You're am, the proprietor. Yes. Do you have partners or shareholders? No, it's just me. Just you. Yeah. And is it is the business model? Obviously, you've got big big names, big clients. So they pay retainers, I guess. Or we do have some retainer models, but both, they, but mostly it's just you know per paper transaction. service per per hour per usually. Hour. So right. um, that's the the model there. And then you have an hour charge out rate. Like, yeah. yeah. So and like, built into that, we've got account management and account directors and things. It's similar to an agency. I was going to say, it's like an advertising sorts. agency, isn't it? It's sort of a blend of a lot of things, yes. but uh, it's sort of like an agency. And we do work with a lot of agencies because, you know, as you would know, they pitch competitively and then they win business and think, oh, how are we actually going <laughs> to deliver this amazing thing that we just offered? Um, so usually, you know, we can partner with them. We're not seen as a competitor to them. So because we're so niche and we just do the social media and online community. You keep stuff. saying we. So you must have some senior people there who you trust completely? Yes, I have a general manager and I have a business development manager and they're both absolutely amazing. They've been so, since day one? Uh, no, so I hired my general manager um, about four years into the piece and that's one of the things that people say, if you go back and change anything, what would it be? I'd be like, oh, I would have hired Julie sooner. I think, you know, when you're in startup world, you wear too many hats for so long. So that was really, to. you have to, yep. So, but that was a really nice milestone. And then, um, yeah, everyone works from home. So talking about efficiencies, really efficient models. So people can go from working on one client to literally the next minute working on another. Sometimes clients want us to go into their office. But Good for you too. We sort of say that's not our model. So um, we do it sometimes for the, for the right clients, but generally people are working from home. And at any, did any, at any stage over the last, did you say seven years? Uh, six. six. Six years. Did you pivot? Did you know, know, change direction or like turn a little bit? Um, well, when I started, I really wanted to focus more on online communities, but I really think companies are only coming around to online communities now. It's taken them a long time to see the value of online communities. I really see them as the single biggest asset a company can have. I think companies are going to like live and die on whether or not they do online communities well. Um, so, Maybe you could explain that a little bit to people listening. What, what do you mean by that? Well, I think that, I mean, most people, Companies think about their database being the most important thing. It's their list of customers, but an online community is your customers talking to each other. So To each other? Yeah, talking to each other. Right. So it might be in a forum that you've built yourself or it might be across social media or it might even be in other people's forums. So, you know, like you guys, you 
got people discussing different car companies within your own um, within your own platform. Um, so I just think it's really valuable. So do you do you are you saying that that you would think people, whether your clients and or you through you, could, should facilitate the online community for customers to talk to each other? Is that what yes. you're suggesting? Yes, yeah. and I think that people will start. So an example was I was thinking of buying a Thermomix recently, you know, yeah. the cooking. The ones that blow up. Thing. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. I didn't, I didn't buy one. So, um, And then, you know, there's an, there's another brand model called the Bellini. You know, it's like a quarter of the price and everyone was like, oh, it's got a great online community. And I jumped on the Facebook group and it was excellent. It was really great, you know, tips, advice, everything. And I was like that swayed me. I was like, cool, I'll go with that because I know any question I have or problem or whatever, I can jump on that Facebook group, you know, and I did, I bought it and there was a problem and handle, need fixing or something. But, you know, that was me as a customer made a decision based on the community offering because I knew how valuable that was and that's actually not even run by that company. It's a fan community. Um, but, yeah, so I think companies just, there's a great quote where people talk about, like, a community being a moat for your business. They're going to be the customers that defend you and stand up for you. And I think that, you know, uh, companies that have a bad reputation or start doing things wrong, well, everyone can just talk about that now. So I think building a big base of people that are loyal to your brand, not to mention there's so many cost savings there in terms of marketing and, you know, productivity from, like, people are answering each other so the brand's not having to do all the work answering all the questions and things like that so makes a lot of sense that, that's uh, that's quite a good insight mm. uh, for everyone who's listening today that's just sort of a bit of a drill down one that's very specific but yeah. it's, it's a good drill down thanks for Alison excellent right. thanks it for having happens, me though, brand loyalty that's not bought is a yeah. lot more yeah. a lot more valuable to companies in other words you're not doing TV ads you're, you're actually getting people to exactly. voluntarily yeah. be there build a good advocate build a, build a good Advocates. product and then these guys will talk. Mm-hmm. Last but not least, yep. Workspace. Um, yes. Uh, so my name is Richie. I'm one of the co-founders of Valiant Finance. Uh, Valiant Finance. Yeah, yep. yeah. Um, so we are a small business loan marketplace uh, where basically we intelligently match and connect bor- uh, borrowers or small businesses with uh, the best lender for them. Uh, so we have a panel of uh, soon to be 35, 40 lenders. Uh, and based on a, we've built a platform where a small business or their advisor, whether it be accountant or broker, whoever, uh, can come on, punch in a little bit of info about the business, and then we use that, uh, pump it into a matching algorithm we've developed, and use that to filter down to basically the best options for them, and narrow that 35, 40 lender universe down to the best three to four. Um, and uh, that I should say that covers uh, 50 plus lending products as well. So is this on an app or how is it? Work? So it's uh, mainly web based. Um, we found that. Uh, while mobile works, um, and, and a lot of people do visit us on mobile, is as you're entering in a lot of info, the minute there's that sort of less information process and more information delivery, um, people begin to drop off. So we've actually, um, the web presence, we've found it much better for us in terms of um, when you're presenting people a lot of information on these, the types of loans, here are the rates, here are the, it's just easier to process on a lot. Are you launched yet? We, uh, yeah, we launched in November. You launch, so are you yeah. beta testing? The algorithms um, now, or are you up at that level yet, or where are you up to? Where are you up to? Sure. So we um so we launched the beta in November. Yep. Um and then basically uh, you, last sorry you launched the beta. Will be launching the beta in November. Sorry, or last November. Last, last November. Yeah, you have already. Done. Yeah. Okay. Um. So we've we've had great feedback since then, and um and been doing really well, and we've sort of uh, are about to go through a phase now where we're doing a lot of optimization work based on the learnings. Yep. Um. So I'd say we're pretty much out of beta now. Yep. Um, and I think um, we've struck a, a couple of great partnerships and things too, which that was sort of the launch out where we sort of secured those channels, I guess. 
And so um, your lenders, are they are they banks? I mean, is NAV in there? Um, so we are currently in the process of getting accreditation with the banks yep. and they'll be on there imminently. Um, but we cover the entire spectrum from the alt-fi peer-to-business space um, all the way through to bank products. So the algorithm um, matches the borrower with the lender mm-hmm. um, uh, and I guess what you've got to know is what the lender's criteria is. Um, are we exactly. talking about, and we're talking about small business loans? Mm-hmm. Yep, business loans. Yep. Um, I presume you're talking about uh, unsecured stuff. Uh, both. Both. Uh, so we can do secured as well. Secured. You guys are more like working capital finance and stuff, right? Like uh, like invoice, you do sort of like unconventional lending. Yeah, yeah. The majority of our panel, um, pretty much all of it, uh, is uh, for very much that sort of, um, I have an invoice, need to plug cash gap, what can I do? Um, or the, hey, I, I have a weird situation, I don't fit the cookie cutter of, say, the banks, what, what, what are my solutions? Right, and so, do, you, do, you, do, you actually, do you actually put like it up? They are for like, like little, little lump. Yeah, aggregated. Like, yeah, cash yeah. Yeah, financing exactly. stuff. But yeah, do, you, exactly. do you ever throw it out there? Do, do, you, do, you, do you take the application from somebody and actually throw it up there and just see who actually wants to eat it? Like which lender wants to eat that? Like, um, or so, do you actually have to go and do, do the match yourself? Uh, so the the lenders have all provided us their criteria, yeah, yeah, um, and we use that to filter. And so, so you're not just putting it up there for a bid, you know? Just no. sort of saying, uh, but I guess there's going to be times when the algorithm is going to, what the fuck? I don't understand this. Like, if someone wants whatever. I don't know. What I got to pay my uh, SP bookie who's going to kill me next week if yep. I don't come up with the dough. I mean, the algorithm is going to go, whoop! It's going to shit itself. Uh, <laughs> so, we, do, do you have a sundry box or? Um, so we've got um, we've hired a guy, and this very much echoes Alison's comment on if there was one person you could hire sooner. Yeah. Um, we have a guy Ian who's basically our head of credit solutions at the moment, and so he basically looks after all of our deals. Right. Um, and he's the guy that if if something is slightly off kilter, slightly yeah. out of the box, he looks at that and goes, "Okay, what can we do here?" Okay, so, um, he, he, so he'll, he'll do a he'll do a judgment. He'll, exactly. He'll do a judgment analysis, like yeah, exactly. in, in a proper credit analysis sort of scenario. Exactly. So that's your sundry box. That's what I mean. Okay, you yeah. do do that. Okay, cool. Very cool. Um, and and why call it Valiant? Um, I feel like there's a knight. As you, I don't know if you guys saw inside there. There's a knight in there, like a knight in shining armor. As soon as you um, said Valiant, that's what I thought of. I thought, that's yeah, what I thought. no, that, that's the that's armor that's, of a knight, not an actual knight. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, there's one inside. Um, well, that's kind of it, but exactly. So uh, we found that in the market, um, technology has really sort of disrupted SME lending, and that there's basically a new alt fi lender popping up every week. And we were looking at that and going, well, how do we make sense of this madness? And if someone doesn't know what solution is right for them, they need that knight in shining armor. Yeah, right. as you okay. said, oh, to find so, a solution. So that's, that and was actually the thought. Okay. Exactly, yeah. Cool. So it's sort of, um, we wanted to be that sort of trust advisor in, in the corner and saying, there is an alternative for you and we can find it for you. Well, you and I better get a photograph next to that light that Sounds night good. on yeah, the way perfect. out. So, so you guys, and you guys point people towards facilities that are, that are likely to get approved for as well, right? So you don't waste your time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, so... application for something that you're not going to get. 100%. 100%. So if a business gets matched with a lender, we know that that business has already satisfied a certain level of criteria that the lender has set. And also, on the flip side, lenders, when they receive some business from us, they go, oh, this is what I want to see. It's pre-done. Exactly. So, so where's the clip? Uh, so we make money off funded loans. Okay, clip so off we, the lender? Uh, yes. Clip from Correct. the lender, not yeah, from the Always borrower. free for the small business. Okay. And, uh, okay, cool. It's, uh, the market's huge for this. I, I, I hear on radio quite a lot um, about uh, small business lenders, and the names I don't know, they're, they're just new names. Mm-hmm. Um, and But I, 
frankly, I forget the names. I can't even tell. I think I've heard like three different names. Sure. But I don't remember the names now. So yep. what you're really doing is saying I'm going to build a platform whereby you, the borrower, don't even need to know the names. I'll find the names for you. Yeah, exactly. And um, and as a part of that too, as, as businesses grow and evolve, we want their credit options to grow and evolve with them. Yeah. Um, so obviously what we found too with a lot of our clients is they're very much on a, uh, a kind of uh, credit threshold point where give them another three to six months and they'll be in sort of an entirely different credit bucket. Yeah, they'll be in the prime territory for yeah. small business, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's actually it's, working it's, with Vow a lot. So, I mean, a lot of yeah, people are. Vow. Our guys? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so cool. when Vow has a customer that doesn't fall within their panel, they refer them on to those guys. So GMBS Workplace Works. Oh. Ask these guys. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm making the statement yeah. here. <laughs> Um, no, the, the the partnership with Vow has been incredibly successful. Right, um, been really really great, and because it's uh, there are a lot of businesses where the nuances re- make it really difficult to sort of. So if if someone's buying equipment, they say, you know, I need a new truck, need a new car, commercial property, etc. Um, there are plenty of solutions out in the market for that now. But if say someone, like I said, says I have a thirty day cash cap. What do I do? Is this Val Commercial? Is it? Yes, that's yeah. correct. Yeah. That for, just so I should disclose, Val Commercial, V O W Commercial, is owned by Yellow Brick Road, which I'm the biggest shareholder and chairman of. So, I just should disclose that straight up. So it's not a plug for Val, but it is. They're bloody good. So, uh, <laughs> okay. Well, and uh, and where to from here? Apart from your uh, launch in November, I mean, are you going to raise money? What's the deal? Um, so we've actually just raised a seed round. Yep. Um, uh, announced that early June. Uh, that was led by Reinventure. Yep. Um, and uh, it was supported by H2 Ventures, so basically two of the largest. Very good. Of- what's, what's, what's your background, Richie? Because I know Alex is his partner. You can yeah. talk with Alex. He's a consultant or something. And yeah, so... tech guy, right? Um, yeah, I'm, I kind of straddle a couple of worlds. Um, yeah. So I guess by study, I'm an economist, and by okay. trade, I was an investment banker. Okay. Uh, and then during uni, when I probably should have been listening in lectures, I taught myself to code. Right. And um, so I've looked after all the technology for Valiant um, so far. So you've code internally or you're... Yeah, no, we, we do everything internally. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, which has its uh, blessings and its curses. Of course. Um, Who's testing it? You don't test internally, do you? Uh, we do. Yeah. But it's amazing. Uh, once a product's out there, it's just amazing. You go, oh, we didn't think of that. That tests oh, pretty We didn't good. think of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so no, uh, and uh, Alex, yeah, he's, so Alex was a consultant at McKinsey. Right. Okay. Um, so between our two skill sets, we've it's it's been really fantastic. Okay, well, good luck. That sounds... I mean, we're talking about... Uh, sort of high-level stuff here, but, uh, you know, it's very good and, and uh, good luck on that. And yeah, good luck you. to everybody. I appreciate your coming in, the, the whole uh, five of you um, and everyone else in the room. Um, oh, sorry, if anyone wants to watch this on the uh, website, we apologise, there's no lights in here, so we're doing it in the pitch black because we couldn't find the light switch because our normal sound engineer couldn't make it today, Jakey, and uh, Dave doesn't know where the light switch is. <laughs> so uh, if this looks a bit blurry or some like some sort of porn movie or something, it's not. Uh, it's just <laughs> us working X. with minimum amount of lights. No, I just got the X. I got, we're in the middle of King's Cross. I've got a blue light above me, so it's a bit freaky. Um, look, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Good luck with everything. You're doing a great job and uh, brilliant. Thanks, Thank guys. You. Thanks very much. Thank you. This has been the Mark Boris Podcast. You can follow Mark on Twitter at Mark Boris and find out more at markboris.com.au. Listener.